0: Right now. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel.
1: ...of Jesus Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. Will you drink please? Come to the water of life You will never thirst again Let all who are thirsty come to Him Come and draw from the well of salvation Be made clean, let Him wash you in truth He is the fountain of living water Come and be made new. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. He can refuse. Sitter.
2: It was a dark night for Jesus. His mind was occupied with what was to transpire in just a few short hours. He knew that the chief priests and the, the Sanhedrin was searching for him. They planned to put him on trial and they planned to murder him. He was an innocent man, but he knew this was what he came for. He had not yet faced Gethsemane that was yet ahead of him. But it was a dark night, and the Lord God of heaven knew that his son Jesus needed encouragement It was two days before the unleavened bread feast. Well, he was in Bethany among friends. He was invited to the house of Simon the leper. You remember Simon the leper. He was a Pharisee who had accusations against Jesus. But he was healed of leprosy. So he was still called Simon the leper, even though Jesus had totally washed that leprosy away. They were among friends, or so it seemed. A woman came. They were reclining at the meal, as was their custom. They didn't sit around a table as we do. They reclined where they could all reach out in the middle of the table and dip their their bread into the pot of soup or whatever it was they were serving. So they were reclining, and a woman came into the room, She brought with her an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. You can't hide nard. You can't hide the aroma of Jesus Christ. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. As he was reclining... She came and broke that alabaster jar of very expensive, pure nard. And then she poured the nard. She poured the nard on his head. Some of those present were very upset by this. One in particular was very indignant. And he said to another who was beside him, Why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And several of them rebuked this woman very harshly. Now this man who was heading up this insurrection His name was Judas. He held the money bag, the cash bag. He was very concerned about how much money was put in that bag because he was stealing from it. Right in the midst of the time when the Father in heaven wanted to do something very kind and special for his son, this dear woman comes And offers this very, very expensive gift. And he cuts her down. Now you wonder, what's Jesus going to do? Is he going to just hold his peace and not say anything? Or is he going to deal with this head on? Jesus answered this man, Judas, by a firm rebuke leave her alone why are you bothering her she has done a beautiful thing to me the poor you will always have with you and you can help them anytime you want but you can all you will not always have me she did what she could she poured the perfume on my body beforehand to prepare me for my burial. I tell you the truth, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. I don't know what her name was. Jesus does. But I am fulfilling the prophecy of Jesus. I am talking about what happened when Jesus was in the beginning of the darkest hours of his life. And this woman comes and pours out all she has for Jesus, anointing him for burial. And she's rebuked by so-called disciples. Judas is the insurrectionist, It seems that in every group you have an insurrectionist, somebody without mercy, without kindness. Oh, I tell you, she did a beautiful thing for Jesus. Kind actions carry so much weight in this world. We're so quick to criticize. We're so quick to use our mouth to cut somebody down. Well, they cut the wrong man down. He was the son of God, and he wasn't going to let them get away with it. And so he rebukes them. I need Jesus to rebuke for me too. Leave her alone. She's done a beautiful thing for me. Have you done anything beautiful for Jesus? And somebody said, why did you spend all that money? Look what we could have done with that money. Money worshipers are ugly and grotesque. And he revealed his heart. And Jesus revealed his heart. Leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She's done a beautiful thing to me. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. You think Jesus just, it was simple for him to die? Do you think it was easy for Jesus to go into Jerusalem and not run for the hills? No, he came for the very purpose of being crucified. Without that crucifixion, your sins and mine could not have been atoned for. He was our atonement. He didn't become our sin. He never sinned. He was the pure son of the living God. But he came to offer his life As the atonement, he was the atonement. Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, now was prepared to go to the chief priest to betray Jesus to them. And when he spoke with them later, they were delighted to hear this and promised to give him cash. So he watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over. Betrayal is one of the most painful and difficult things that can happen in a person's life. And Judas betrayed Jesus Christ. I have no sympathy for him. And the word of God tells us that in the end judgment, God will have no sympathy for him. And he will face the fires of hell. I'm grateful for that. He deserves it.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. How do we deal with this? I mean, certainly... One of the things that we have to ask is, what have I done to offer mercy and kindness to those who desperately need it? Yesterday was a, a very painful day for me. I had not eaten as I should have on Sunday and my strength was draining away. I had a small breakfast. And as the day went on, I increasingly went downhill. And finally, my wife said, I know what the problem is. And she fixed a huge dinner for me. I didn't think I could eat very much. But I tell you what, I, I chowed down. Friends wanted to come over, and I was in no place to sit and chit-chat or visit with anybody, so I said no. After I ate, I felt much better. I know I'm going through a a process with the Lord. No, I'm... I'm opening myself to ridicule, but I'm being very honest with you. I'd been praying and saying, Lord, I need a radical change in my life. I'm much too shallow. Will you break me? Well, little did I know that shortly after that prayer of Lord will you Will you break me? Little did I imagine that he would do just that. And that I would fall and shatter my hip and be now almost six months later a cripple. Not able to function. Not able to to survive without my wife caring for me, a complete cripple, can't walk. Well, I share this with you because last night a precious sister came by and dropped off a beautiful orchid at my front door. We put it in a, in a beautiful place. You know how that encouraged my heart? It encouraged my heart. And I said, Lord, thank you. And then this morning, a dear friend came by. And he brought me a Starbucks coffee. Now, Starbucks coffee, the pumpkin, is my favorite. That's what he brought for me. What a small thing, but what a huge thing. It immediately said, you're loved. Through this journey, my wife has shown me such respect and love, you know, the extra special touches that you don't have to do when you're taking care of somebody. I've cherished those touches. And yes, sometimes in the night, things get very difficult for me. And then I begin to remember the promises of God And then I remember the kindnesses that have been shown to me, the little things, the flower, the the coffee, kind words. There's something very special about kindness. Now, some people have chewed pretty good on me. Pastor, go to a doctor. You are being stupid. You know what? I've devoted my life to walking with Jesus. I'm not going to disappoint him by turning away to a doctor and saying, I can't trust you, Jesus. I can't trust your promises. No, I'm never going to do that. I would rather die than disappoint Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that you all should do that. I am saying I'm doing that. Because he is my healer. And I ask him to do this to me not knowing I was asking for it, but that's exactly what I did. I asked for it. And in the doing of that, I'm asking Jesus to come and make himself very real for me, very alive for me. Does it hurt? Yes. Sometimes it hurts so bad I cry. Okay. (laughs) That's reality. I want Jesus. I want the baptism of the Holy Spirit in power beyond anything I've ever seen. I want to be able to sink down into the love of God. And be filled by his spirit. And to be in Jesus Christ. See this is all about. Christ in you the hope of glory. This is all about. My being in Christ. And his being in me. Now it's. It's been an expensive journey. Thousands of dollars I've paid out of what I have available for restitution. Do I mind? Are you kidding? I'm delighted. The latest was a picture that's hung on my wall for many years I loved it I bought it with my my late wife Jan when she passed of cancer it became even more precious to me I purchased it in Savannah Georgia as she was recuperating from a very serious surgery that almost took her life. And so we bought this painting. More than $2,000. A Thomas Kincaid picture. But as I looked at that picture a couple days ago, It was clear the artist had completely left the gospel of Jesus Christ. I had known that, turned to darkness, and had committed suicide. Well, he had painted into this picture a demon dog. And I said, I can't have a demon dog in my in my picture hanging in my house. I hadn't seen it. I heard the garbage man come this morning. It was out for him to pick up and throw away. You know, I I rejoice in in getting clean before God. I rejoice in making restitution to my brother and and to others. Very expensive. Thousands of dollars. Oh, I asked Jesus to break me so I could so I could be entered into Jesus and Jesus entered into me. I'm not going to play games with God. and some of you are playing games with God. You've got your favorite video games, you've got your favorite movies, you've got your favorite vacation places, you've got your favorite, 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 favorite restaurants and everything else. And you love them more than you love Jesus. This has to change. I knew this had to change in my life. And the only way I knew I could change it was to pray and say, Jesus, break me. So he did. For how long? I don't know. As long as it takes. Oh. Are you serious about Jesus? Are you serious about Jesus? I am. It was just before the Passover feast. The day after the Bethany feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave the world and go to the Father. He knew he was going to be crucified. So he decided to show his disciples how much he loved them. The evening meal was being served. The devil had already arranged for, for Judas Iscariot to betray Jesus. This is John, the 13th chapter. Jesus, at the very beginning of the meal, they'd not made arrangements for someone to wash the feet. And so Jesus got up at the very beginning of the meal He took off his outer garment. He wrapped a towel around his waist. And then he poured water into a basin and he began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around his waist. Came to Peter Lord, are you going to wash my feet? you don't realize now what i'm doing but later you'll understand no said peter you're not going to ever wash my feet unless i wash you you've no part with me then lord not just my feet but my hands and my head as well In other words, wash me all over jesus Oh, he remembered that, I'm sure, the night he and his wife were crucified. And he was speaking to his wife, who was stripped naked, being nailed on a cross. And he said to her, be encouraged, sweetheart. Be faithful. And then it was his turn. He had seen the love of God toward him. He'd walked now for years serving Jesus. (laughs) He said, I'm not going to turn away from my Lord. Put me on a cross, but don't put me on the way you put Jesus on. Hang me on that cross upside down. Church history tells us that Peter was crucified upside down I tell you this walk with Jesus Christ is not a a tame easy walk and you're not going to enter into heaven with some tame easy walk you're going to have to go all the way with Jesus and you're going to have to lay down your attitudes, your harshness. Your heart's going to have to be filled with love and compassion for other men and women. And you're going to have to express that in very concrete ways. Who have you been loving? Is there a, an overwhelming desire in your heart for the salvation of lost men and women? Or you just go along and get along? We've got to be changed. We can't be this casual American Christian and expect that the presence of God is going to reside with us and that we're going to make it through the final test. No. You're going to have to become very radical. And you're going to have to lay your life down for Jesus Christ. And if that requires, as it has for me, that I be broken to be made holy. I made the mistake. No mistake. Lord, make me as holy as a man can be made holy. Whatever it takes, Jesus, do it. Break me. He said, okay. I'll take you for your word and I'll do it. And he did it. And it's been five months of intense pain. Sometimes I wish I could die. Well, that's what I'm doing. I'm dying out to me. No, I'm not telling you that you need to die by being crippled. You may be a better man than I am or a better woman. That's what he had to do for me. And I praise God. A person, Jesus said, who has had a bath needs only to wash his feet. His whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him And that's why he said, not every one of you. Now, I want you to see, when Jesus came to Judas, he washed his feet too. It was Judas' last chance to miss hell. It was his last chance to be a true servant of Jesus Christ. And he blew it off. And some of you right now listening to this broadcast, you are blowing off perhaps your last chance to be one with Jesus. Saying, that preacher's crazy. I'm not going to do that. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to betray Jesus? You're going to walk away from him and stay in your nice Neat religion. I hate religion. I want you to hear me. I don't like religion. I want a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus where I dwell in him and he dwells in me and my whole heart and life and body are given over to the work of the kingdom of God Jesus, after he finished washing their feet, he put his clothes back on. He returned to his place. And he said, do you understand what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should, should wash one another's feet. They would serve each other. I said this to a man. He said, I've never touched another person's foot, and I never will. What? They're dirty. I don't touch dirty people. Oh, that man is hellbound. He doesn't understand how dirty he is and Jesus washed his feet and he calls himself a Christian. But he's not. He's a Judas. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as i have done for you i tell you the truth no servant is greater than his master nor is a a messenger greater than the one who sent him now that you know these things you will be blessed if you do them i'm not referring to all of you i know those i've chosen but this is to fulfill the scripture He who shares my bread will lift his heel against me. And I'm telling you now, before it happens, so that when it does, you will believe that I am he. I tell you the truth. Whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. After he would said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit. And he testified, I tell you the truth. One of you is going to betray me. One of you is going to betray me. Then, Lord, who is it? It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, son of Simon. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. What you're about to do, do quickly, Jesus told him. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him, since Judas had charge of the money. Some thought Jesus was telling him to go buy what was needed for the feast or to give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out, and it was night. My brother, my sister. I know this is hardcore stuff. But you can't live the casual life of an American Christian and ever expect to enter into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. You can't do it. You are going to have to make very radical choices about how you're going to use your time, your money, your energy, your life force. Are you going to serve Jesus? Or are you going to serve yourself? Are you going to continue with your habits, your lustful habits? Are you going to continue going to the places where you know there is just darkness, the casinos, the clubs, the strip places, the movies with violence and wickedness? Are you going to continue treating people with contempt? And cutting people off because you don't agree with them? Some of the most painful things that have happened in my life have been dear, dear friends who have utterly betrayed me, judging me, even when I was wrong, judging me and then cutting me off from themselves and their families, stealing their children from me. And it's broken my heart. See, we're so filled with pride and arrogance and hardness. How can we serve Jesus when we judge one another? When we have harshness in our hearts? When we have pride? Well, I'm better than he is. Slap, cut off. There has to be a change. There has to be a place where love begins to be poured out of our hearts, even as they poured out their love for Jesus, this precious woman at Simon the leper's house, who I'm sure was greatly encouraged when Jesus said, Leave her alone. Don't criticize her. Or when Jesus said, Yes, Peter, I have to wash your feet or you cannot enter into the kingdom of God with me. Jesus did not judge. He held a very firm standard of right and wrong. But every person then had to make their own decision about what they were going to do, where they were going to go, how they were going to treat other people. Some of you are so shallow. I say that with such pain in my heart. Some of you are so shallow in your understanding of reality. Jesus said, A new command, I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another, that's the gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 34. What needs to change in your life today, my brother? I have not spoken anything out of an angry heart of criticism for any of you my heart is only love do you have a heart of compassion and mercy or do you have a heart of scorn And bitterness and anger and cynicism. As I've told today what's happened in my life, have some of you sat back and said, Pastor is insane? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I want Jesus. This is not a a casual endeavor, this is a life endeavor. I want the power and presence of the Holy Spirit in his fullness in my heart and in his heart. We want to be wed. So have you been judgmental today? Have you criticized today like Judas with this woman? Breaking this expensive year long jar of nard on his head. That was extreme, wasn't it? That's excessive, isn't it? No, it's not. Jesus knew he was going to the cross. She anointed his body before he went to the cross. Do you understand? I want you to know Jesus. I want you to know the way of the cross. I'm tired of polite speaking. Polite preachers. I wish they'd just shut up and sit down. It's time to get radical with Jesus. It's time to live a life of love and compassion and mercy pouring out all we have for others. Falseness has a stench to it. When I speak with some, the stench is so great, it's hard to even be around them. It's like being with a dead body that has such a stench that you can barely stand to be with them. But you are because you love them. So what are you going to do? Your pride rises up and says, I'm not going to do anything. Is that what happens in your heart? What is your pride saying to you right now? Don't, don't, don't listen to this preacher. Turn him off. Don't listen to this preacher. You're not going to do anything radical to change your life. Oh, really? Then you won't go to heaven. I'm sorry to say that to you, but this Laodicean lukewarm condition of the church in America will sweep the American church into the fires of hell. There's going to have to be a a tremendous, radical change of attitude, of behavior. Are you willing? Will you go to the Holy Spirit and ask Him what He wants? what you should do. Don't try to figure it out. Go to the Holy Spirit and ask Him. He'll tell you what to do. Get on your knees and begin to read the scriptures. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. (laughs) Well, that's what I wanted to share with you today. I'd like to invite you to come to church. It may be something you've not experienced before. But don't be afraid, come. Come. Know that you'll be loved and Jesus will be there. Let's pray. Lord, today I bring to you those of of your children who are fearful of heart. Lord, they're fearful of heart. They're afraid of what you're going to ask them to do or to be. I ask, Lord, that you would remove all of the fear from their heart and give them the courage to kneel before you and confess their sin and speak with them about what they must do if you're going to enter into them and they're going to enter into you. Lord, speak to us, please. Please don't leave us as we are. Jesus, don't leave us as we are. Make us new. Change us. Break us. Bend us. Do whatever you have to do, but straighten our hearts out with you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Go to the very bottom, Jesus. Let nothing remain that is of uncleanness or selfishness or hardness of heart or cynicism or bitterness. Lord, cut it off. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your holy name. Amen. I want to thank you, my dear brother Dirk, and all the others. Tom, I believe his wife's name is Betty. Thank you for your generous gifts that keep us on the air. We have to buy the airtime. And then we have to pay the expenses for YouTube and the other platforms. I want to thank you. Write to me, National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Again, that's National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. You can also go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com. You can get the directions there. You'll find my phone number there. I'd love to hear from you. And you can give online. And I go every day to check and see who has given online. Because I know it means that Jesus has moved in your heart. And you're responding. And what I'm most eager for is not the donations. What I'm eager for is to see signs of your response to the Holy Spirit. Where you're going to be in such a way that you can be healed by the Holy Spirit and restored to righteousness. give online. I'll be watching. And Lord, I come pleading today for your mercy. Lord, I come pleading today for your mercy for my brothers and my sisters. I'm pleading that the hardness of heart would be removed once and for all. I'm asking, Lord, that you would turn in mercy and compassion and heal us and restore us. Lord, some are so afraid. Lord, fear drives their soul. Would you remove that fear now in the name of Jesus? And Lord, there are others who are desperately sick. And I speak in the name of Jesus and say, Sickness, be gone. Be gone. And I ask you to restore the relationships and make them holy. Holy. I ask you to cause those who are living in sin to turn from their sin and get clean before you. I ask Jesus that that your grace would abound to every sinner listening to this broadcast. Lord, your, your grace is so magnificent and so gracious. Lord, Save us from our sin and have your way. Oh, Jesus, have your way. Do whatever you have to do in the heart and mind of every person listening that they would turn in repentance and get right with you. Lord, some are just Laodicean Christians cruising along. Lord, get them serious with you. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your mighty name, your holy name. Amen. Well, you've been listening to Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. God bless you, my brother my sister. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon. Now unto him
1: who is able to keep you from falling and to present you blameless before the prayer since of his glory with great joy.